and welcome to Dunking Biscuits, providing etiquette for modern times. My name is Emma, and today I have Grace. Weird. Hello. <laughs> Just something new. Unusual. Mixed it up. Mixed it up. <laughs> um, how are you? Good. Tired. First day of term. Yeah. Um, but good. How are you? Just you know, another day of mum life. So yeah, pretty much the same. <laughs> <laughs> so just constantly tired feels just, yeah yeah anyway do you have a good news story for us i do so today we are heading to orange in central new south wales oh yeah um where a surprise spotted tail quoll um discovery in orange gives a glimmer of hope amid declining population so a shock discovery of australia's largest mainland carnivorous marsupial um, has raised hope for the endangered species' survival. So, um, Orange resident Ross Radburn was working in his shed when he stumbled across a spotted tail quoll. Commonly known as the tiger quoll, roughly 14,000 remain in the wild, um, with their population declining about 90% since Australian colonisation. Wow. So, a huge loss. Yes. Um, yeah, so colonisation with a combination of loss of habitat, uh, competition with introduced pests such as cats and foxes, and deliberate trapping in response to chicken predation predation yep has resulted <laughs> in the decline just keep going yep. um so people didn't believe him at first when he told the um, wildlife information rescue and education service um so he had to like send photos to be like no i'm i'm not kidding like here we go this is legit um yep. yeah like this is happening and so i uh, yeah so wires as that organization is called um came and picked him up and transferred the um, little quoll to this uh, Lithgow Secret Creek Sanctuary to recover uh, because they reckon he'd been doing it tough, like he'd okay. been struggling out in the wild. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so he was a bit grubby and needed to come in for some respite and care. And he's now been released back into the wild um, in the Ofa Reserve near Orange. Um, so, yeah, so they think it's a positive sign for the population that people are seeing them. Well, I mean, one person's seeing them, yeah. but it's still a good sign. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, so they think it's a good sign that the population's hanging on there and they're still out there. Um, but something that I found wild is that the tiger claws only have a lifespan of up to about seven years in the wild. So it's really crucial that, like, they use their breeding window and breed while they can because um, every, every quoll counts. Seven yeah, so years is not a long lifespan at all. No. That's, like, I expected it, like, I'm not huge, but maybe up to, like, 15 or 20 or yeah, something. Yeah, I was just about to say the same. But, yeah. Interesting. Um, but, yeah, they're a weird-looking animal. I'm not going to say they're cute, but they're different. Anyway, I've I've got a photo of them that I'll share to the socials when this comes out. But, um, yeah. yeah, they're odd. <laughs> I mean, I hate possums with a passion. I think they're the most disgusting animal ever. Um, and these aren't too far from <laughs> <laughs> they, Yeah. I think yeah. I know what it looks like, but it's one of those things where, like, I don't know if I'm picturing the wrong animal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, they're, yeah, they're weird. But, um, yeah, but, I mean, a good sign, a good sign for um, native Australian animals, regardless of what they look like. Yes. But enough about tiger quolls. Let's hear your good news story. Uh, (laughs) well mine is very um i don't want to say like mundane or whatever but today was my my first day of having um like responsibility again i guess (laughs) 
like <laughs> I I have been very fortunate fortunate in my um, recovery that I've had a lot of support and today um, I had to do um, daycare drop off with our eldest daughter while also having our youngest daughter with me um, and I drove there which I've obviously been able to drive again and um, it was just like um, not hard but it was just it felt like I was accom- like I was accomplishing something today, which is very minor, but it just felt like I was a bit more independent because I've I was going to say, like, it sounds like you kind of yeah. got that independence back. Like, yeah. And yeah, she's taken on the world. Yeah, like I'm, I am driving crazy. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, so if I feel a bit more back to my normal, I guess, which is a yeah. win because I feel like um, in my experience being pregnant, sucked and <laughs> it's just nice <laughs> to feel like I'm sort of getting back to my normal existence and what my yeah, like new, my new you. yeah and my new routine and um yeah. getting to do that so my win is that I'm coming back basically <laughs> she's back baby yeah step by step yeah. one car trip at a time yeah yeah, so it's been it was very exciting to drive <laughs> don't mind telling yeah. you yeah <laughs> no, love this for you because like I definitely, like, cannot relate to that extent. But, like, even, like, if I've been sick and, like, I can't, like, go and, like, just go to the supermarket by myself or, like, even when I was in lockdown with COVID, like, can't even, like, go get my own coffee or anything like that. Like, it is just, like, when you get, like, a taste of freedom, you're like, oh, yeah. 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 Life's good. This is is a good way to live. Yeah. So, um, (laughs) very exciting Um, in a mundane way. (laughs) Ah, no. I love this for you. It's a huge step. Yeah. Um, tell us about your win, slightly different to mine. <laughs> my win is actually, I have a really exciting one this week for once. I feel like I'm usually like, ah, oh, I ate something that was tasty. Um, no, I have spent the last five days on a little vacay down in Tassie, which has been so nice. Oh my gosh. And like last week when I was telling you about it, you're like, just tell me like the air feels crisper. Yeah. And it did. Yeah. Like there was one thing like, as, like we were walking around like Hobart, which is the cleanest city in the world i'm sure of it like everything was so well kept all the like they have like it's definitely still set in like the 1910s like they haven't really updated anything Mm -hmm. but like everything is so like pristine and so like taken care of and everything just looks so nice um so yeah air definitely crisper Mm -hmm. all we did was eat and drink and like i feel like i've gained like a whole another one of me like (laughs) i went for a run this morning and i was like do you remember like watching The Biggest Loser and they'd have to run up the hill with like a 20 kilo backpack? Yeah. That's what I felt like. I was like, it was five days. Like, uh. But, um, but no, it was so nice. Like we traveled around, like saw all the sites, like Port Arthur. Um, we went to like some distilleries. We went to like a little zoo where we saw heaps of Tassie devils. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it was just. It looked ooh. good without being um, annoying, I guess. You did a very tasteful. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Uh, demonstration of your your holiday it wasn't shoved into my face like some of those people are in Europe as we spoke oh of last God. week yeah like enough of the sun people. okay I've seen it yeah. oh my god I got sunburnt in Tassie what in July yeah wow. we were oh well I lived the pale life we know yes. that but like when I was packing my bag I looked at my sunscreen I was like oh do you not take any like, sunscreen <laughs> Like, my moisturizer has SPF in it, like, my daily moisturizer, but, like, I didn't take, like, my actual, like, sunscreen. Mm. But 
I think it was like we were walking around Port Arthur and it was like the most beautiful day. Like the sky, like not a cloud and it was so blue. And then where Port Arthur is, it's just surrounded by the bay. So it's just all water. So I think it was just like more so like we went on a boat ride and like we were walking along the water. So I think it was more like the sun bouncing off the water and yeah. then hitting me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the excuse I'm going with sure. anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, but Jack also got burned. So God help us if we ever have children, those things will be translucent. <laughs> well, but, you know, you can't help these things. You, you know, you <laughs> no. <laughs> go. But um, but yeah, no, it was a Don't glorious put that trip. On, and, oh, yeah. yeah, you do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, it was yeah. So so that was my win, my little school holiday vacay. So Great win. Great. Win. Yeah, great win. I don't know what's going to top it next week. Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> slow, slow dis- <laughs> descent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Back at school, everything sucks. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if you've noticed on Instagram, but everyone's traveling at the moment and are they, they are, are they mostly <laughs> going further than Tassie. Um, lucky ducks. But uh, something that I always really struggle with and I, I don't know if you can hear it, but I've got this beautiful bogan twang. What? And <laughs> and it gets worse as I go like closer to home. It really comes out and shines. And if I'm like having a conversation with people from home, um, but one thing I'm really bad at is kind of like just letting myself go and like applying accents when I'm learning or like speaking in like a foreign language. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen the movie um, Inglorious Bastards where he's like? Oh, yeah. Bonjourno. <laughs> That's how I feel like I sound. I speak all the, the time. best, uh, third best Italian. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's how I hear myself when talking in a foreign language. So, um, in a roundabout way of introducing it today, we are talking about. I had a point. Um, traveling and like trying to adapt the local language or like yes. using a foreign language in a foreign country. Yes. Um. So if you're anything like me which is, I would say, probably somewhat rude because I definitely could put more effort into somewhat learning. <laughs> not actually um, rude. I don't want to say I'm actually rude, but I'm just, just somewhat. Oh, I'm not a complete dodgy, but just like somewhat yeah. um, rude. My first tip, and this is going to blow your mind. Go for it. But learn some basic phrases. Um, I want to jump on board on this point and actually say yes. that there are six that you need to know. Okay, yeah. Ready? I've got a list, so let's see what we cross over okay. with. Um, mine are just uh-huh. words. They're not actually phrases. They're just words. Six words you yeah. should know. Well, maybe it's oh, like okay. a hyphened word in the middle. Anyway, so you should uh, be able to say hello. You should be able oh, to say yeah. Bonjour. goodbye. Yep. <laughs> um, you should be able to say please and thank you. And you should be able to say yes and no. Yeah, they're great ones. Um, no is for safety. So if something's happening and you do not want it to happen, um, knowing how to say no in a, that particular language or that local language is very important. So yeah, those are my six words you should know in any country you go to. And I feel like you could probably achieve that. They're pretty achievable. Yeah. Um, I can add some onto that. Please. So another phrase I think is kind of important, maybe you need is I need a doctor. Mm-hmm. Uh, just in case you need a doctor. Yeah. Um, do you speak English is a like yeah. a good backup one to have. Um, I am sorry is a good one. Mm-hmm. And another one that's really important, and it made me think of um, one of my friends who's 
super super allergic to nuts oh, yeah. is if you have dietary requirements which i think we've spoken about before we have yeah um yeah if you have dietary requirements letting you know like i'm allergic to seafood peanuts walnuts mm-hmm. whatever um so my friend amy shout out uh she traveled to china with her work mm. but she's like super super allergic to i think it's cashews and pine nuts and there's one other one that she's really allergic to i'm pretty sure mm-hmm. um but obviously um in eastern countries they use a lot of nut oils and stuff like that mm-hmm. with their cooking yeah. so she had a sign like a little like card that she carried around with her that basically said i cannot eat nuts if you cook with nuts you will kill me yeah like just to like be real blunt just I to be like, like having that phrase like kill me yeah <laughs> yeah so like she would just like walk into restaurants and like show and like some people apparently were like oh no we can't accommodate for this like sorry you like i don't mm-hmm. think you can eat here which is like great turn yeah. me away yeah i'd rather you do that than kill me yeah um yes yeah, so i think that's another like really important phrase to jump on if you have if, if you, you have. are planning on traveling <laughs> yes yes only if you have them yeah otherwise it's just a bit rude yeah um another kind of like roundabout way i thought to learn a language or some simple phrases which when i was like doing a bit of research earlier um thinking about this topic mm. is go to the movies and watch like if you're going to france watch a french film or if you're like going to korea I don't know, start listening to some K-pop or something. Yeah. I thought that was, like, another cool way to kind of, like, immerse yourself and, like, see some phrases, like, conversationally. Like, mm. it could be a bit hard to follow depending on um, your language level, but I thought that was, like, a an interesting way to pick up some phrases. Yeah. I, th- I actually um, know that um, lots of people who want to learn English actually watch, generally, American sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in english with their their country um or their language subtitles so they're hearing the language of what they're reading that makes sense yeah so they can learn that way um so i totally agree if you're going to watch if you're going to go somewhere you can definitely um watch a tv show or something that is going to help you with the language itself yeah i mean even today little sidebar um Thanks to, like, borders opening, stuff like that, we had a heap of new international students start at our school today, which is really cool. Um, And I had a student come into my class who's from Germany. And, like, his English was pretty strong, but we were kind of, like, trying to match whether the class he's come into is the right fit for him, depending on, like, what he's already studied this year Mm -hmm. versus, like, what we're going to study and, like, if we need to, like, have a look at changing him into a different class potentially. Mm -hmm. Um, But I was like, oh, we're going into, like, sweet, we're going to do some, like, trigonometry and... Um, exponential functions next and he was just kind of like looking at me I was like uh triangles and graphs <laughs> yeah. just like I was like oh god like yeah so yeah that was just a funny little sidebar nothing really to that other than what happened um and next thing I thought was handy to know is um obviously your body can send a lot of messages out mm-hmm. so the use of mm-hmm. body language can be really helpful um like like, if you want to drink, like, you could do, like, the symbol for the drink or something. Like, I don't know. But it's also kind of really important to learn that, like, some actions you do with your body where they might be, you know, 100% accepted and normal where you're from, they could be considered, like, rude or offensive in another land. Definitely. So, um, like, thumbs up in Australia, like, everyone does it. Yeah. But in some, like, Latin American countries, thumbs up is, like, a no-go. Like, yeah. it's quite, like, offensive. So where your body language can be really, really helpful... 
um, if you are traveling somewhere, especially if you're going to be staying there, I think for like a prolonged time, mm-hmm. like learning about like how people use their body, like eye contact, like is that allowed or is that offensive and stuff like that. Like I thought I, that was I like totally agree. something else to consider. Yeah, because um, I would say that when you communicate in general, sorry, I'm losing my voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, where are you going? Excuse me. Um, it's like the way that your um, body looks can really change the tone of what you're trying yeah. to say. And if you're trying to say something in a language that you're not very good at and you, your body language becomes frustrated, you might be sending a different message as opposed to what yeah. you're trying to actually say because you're actually showing the, your emotion rather than what you're trying to um, say to the person. Um, maybe yeah. a bit confusing as well. Um, another thing kind of like along that is um, physical touch as well. Like mm-hmm. I am not a touchy-feely person at all. Um, some people are. I don't get it. Um, but like even like simple things as like a handshake um, are kind of like not like banned or something like that, but Don't they're pass. just kind of like a oh we don't do that here. Yeah. Um so I feel like even like something like whereas like you're trying to do the right thing, like introduce yourself mm-hmm. um and like create a connection with someone, it could be like not a great start. Yeah. Really. I think the thing when you travel you need to do a bit of research in general about certain things like that. Um Yeah. Uh the question I have about Yeah that kind of thing or like a sidebar of it would you use a translator? Like, uh, like say on your phone, um, yeah. you write in and say it. And you, I, I would attempt to make, like, to say <laughs> what is written down as if you listen to our earlier podcast episodes, I always try to push <laughs> yeah. the episode in a, in a language. Yeah. Um, again, apologies. I'm not, I wasn't very good at it, but I had a go. <laughs> so, yeah, um, I think that's, you know, trying to show that you – care but also you, you you're still trying to communicate so even if yeah. you can't do it you can put it onto your phone I and mean, this would be so many apps and ways of doing I mean, it i literally have a list of apps in front oh, of me brilliant. um yeah yeah so um like technology is so big these days like i don't think it's weird if you were to whip out your phone type something in and like either try say it or like show it to the person and be like oh this is what i mean mm. um obviously there's google translate everyone yeah i think that just comes on your phone these days yeah um, and then there's some others, uh, which, uh, it's Papago, mm-hmm. um, which specializes in Asian languages. Um, so it can do photo translation, video, uh, voice text, and it also has like a phrase book in it. So you can like kind of find Ooh. what you're looking for. Um, I translate, you just, you can kind of like say into your phone in your language and then it'll repeat it in another language. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like Triplingo, which is more for like informal, so it has like some kind of like casual and slang variations as mm-hmm. well. It comes with like audio lessons. It also comes with tips of local etiquette. Nice. Um, and all of those are free. So oh, I think really? like there's so many resources that are available to anyone traveling mm-hmm. that like I feel like it'd almost be silly at this point not to kind of like have a go. Yeah, like mm. whip it and just kind of like type it in and be like, oh, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I definitely don't think it's, like, taboo anymore. No. Um, my next one is a bit old school. Please. That uh, buy a book. Mm. It's, like, a little... These have, like, the Lonely Planet ones um, back in the day where you could, like, get, like... I've still got one on my shelf um, from Florence. I, like, found it in a little, like, op shop place mm-hmm. when I was, just before I went to Italy a few years ago. But, like, even, like, then they, like, have some handy hits, hints and, like, 
some like language tips and stuff like that and that mm-hmm. way like also have like additional background about where you're traveling to so that could include like um some of the faux pas we mentioned like body language some dress things like especially um traveling around some like um holy sites or like temples around like mm-hmm. um southern asia like you can't have your shoulders out and kind of like your knees showing and stuff like that so um all that information is out there for you you yeah. can buy a book yeah i think um <laughs> as long as you are i think what's the, like immersing yourself is another way of yeah. wording it so like if that means that you are listening to other people speak if that means you're attempting to speak if that means you're trying to communicate in the best way that you know how um i think you're on the right track that's the that's yeah that's the direction you should be going you shouldn't be like oh this is too hard i'm not gonna bother yeah i really speak the same language that i speak yeah i think like and like my final point i've got written down here is like just literally try and learn as much as you can mm-hmm. like duolingo is that sort of thing can you still do that i don't know um but like that used to i'm sure it's still a thing yeah download duolingo and you can learn many 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 different languages like it'll start off like basic phrases um and then kind of like build up from there i tried to learn spanish on it mm-hmm. i think like this is just my personal opinion um like duolingo is good for like the basic phrases mm-hmm. but i think like conversationally because so obviously it's through your phone it's yeah. like it's lacking a little bit mm-hmm. um but like i don't i don't know like classes could be a cool thing like especially i feel like if you're going somewhere for like six months that's my next point my next point I, yeah. I was like if you're moving to another country like and i i don't want to put an exact time frame on it but if you're going to be living extended so amount of time if that yeah. means three months if that means six months if that means six years <clears throat> excuse me my voice is just not good yeah it's going <clears throat> excuse um. me um <laughs> it should like fully immerse yourself have lessons become as yeah. fluent as quickly as possible um, my cousin lives in um, Copenhagen in Denmark and she oh, um, had to learn the language because of where she worked. She worked in um, works in hospitality and um, in the kitchen, yes, there's a few different people from different places around the world, but the language they speak in the kitchen is Danish. So yeah. she had to learn it. Um, she took classes. Um, those classes were quite intense. Like you, you can't – you don't just go to the next one. You have to pass – to go on to the next yeah. level ah cool kind of um, like karate or something yeah so like she um she had to do it that way and obviously it's worked out very well because she's been living there for quite some time and has two children that also speak danish and english and her yeah um husband is austrian so austrian german um language is also ah, spoken yeah. in the house so um they like they had she had to learn danish and yeah um her husband found it a lot easier because he already spoke two languages so like yeah. he found it easy to learn um, the danish language but i think yeah if you move to another country and I, I as in like you're moving your life there for however long yeah you should be fully immersed because i think that it's not a rude thing i think it's more of a necessity thing like if you were at the shops yeah. and you're trying to find a certain ingredient and you're like i can't find it because it's not actually yeah in like the spot that you thought it was or you need to go find it or you need to you need to know how to say it in that language in the local language so very important yeah i think as well like like joining a class like where you can actually have that practice like talking with someone 
and then like depending on where you are if that's not available like i think definitely like looking into like private tutoring like meeting someone like for a couple hours a week Mm. and like um thanks to the world of covid like i think like even opening that up and having like an online resource for something like that now is 100 percent possible so i think there are many many avenues that you could take to like prepare yourself and like you don't have to be like 100 percent native know every single word but like especially because like once you get there you'll learn more and more um but like definitely enough to like take part in a conversation Mm. about many many things not just like where's the toilet how much is a loaf of bread like actually be able to have like a proper conversation and like the uh, a funny story not a funny story embarrassing story on my behalf really um yes i moved to england right i speak Mm. english obviously um i went to an english-speaking country i was um finding it a bit challenging at first to speak to some people because of their strong english accents depending on where they were oh from. yeah yeah but the thing that i was sort of mentioning before about the food i remember i went to the shops and i was trying to find zucchini and i was like i yeah. can't find this anywhere anyway they're called courgettes over there so that's why i couldn't yeah. find them because i was looking for something <laughs> that didn't exist um in their language and like aubergine is an eggplant so it's just yeah. um and i think um in america they call um capsicums bell peppers so chilies like, yeah yeah like, and like yeah, so you need to also have a bit of um, understanding that even certain foods, even though you might speak the same language, could also be called something else. Yeah. Which is baffling, but, I mean, yeah. why like not? Like annoying, but yeah. it happens. <laughs> why not? Why not? Um, I have a top ten, because, you know, I love a top ten. Love a listicle. <laughs> love a list. Um, and it is from... Uh, a website about the benefits oh, of yeah. language while traveling um, has a top 10 of why you should um, learn language or learning languages while traveling. Number one, saves you lots of money um, because you can actually um, either negotiate or um, not be sort of taken advantage of. Um, yeah, true. Bartering and, and stuff. Yeah, so that's one. Um, it helps you get a job abroad easily. So if you have dual languages or multiple languages um in your skill set obviously you're going to be more employable than other people yeah um especially if you're in europe because obviously there's a lot of different languages there um yeah the um, increase of safety so obviously being able to um, understand if people are talking about certain things around you also being able to communicate with people if you feel unsafe etc i think that's really important so if you know the language it's yeah. gonna make that a little bit easier for you now another one is obviously making getting around easier because you're gonna be able to read signs and see different things um and understand it so it doesn't look just like a bunch of letters it actually is a word to you so you recognize um that um and if you have the language you can actually ask for direction to the library the museum the park or the stadium where you're trying to get to while you're traveling um so understanding a different um culture obviously if you learn a language you've got to be able to have more of a um culture immersion where you just, you can speak to lots of different yeah. people um i think that's one of the best things about traveling is being able to speak to lots of different people in general obviously yeah for sure um depending on your language barrier might be a bit challenging but still a lot of fun um another one we already touched based on was avoiding cultural faux pas so making sure that you 
know that and when you're learning a language you would learn that by talking to people so um, easy way of doing that uh, last couple of fairly obvious make new connections which you just talked about um, you can actually explore local spots in a, in a new city because you can talk to people or locals and they can yeah. take you to different spots that you probably wouldn't go to because they're not touristy um, and the last one which I quite like because I don't know if it's a teacher sort of thing but um, you get to train your brain so you get to teach your brain um, something new so your brain yeah. gets exercise so always important but yeah I think um, if you're going to a new if you're going to go traveling or if you're going to be moving to a new country learning the language or learning as much language as you think you can in the time frame that you are going there for and also the time frame you know beforehand um, it's going to be just beneficial like yeah. that's, that's the main point I think is it's going to yeah, be more beneficial for yourself and also for the people around you <laughs> um, and it's going to be more fun like yeah. you're not going to be like I feel like there's kind of like an element of outsider almost like if mm. you're like you can't like partake in like casual conversations and stuff like that yeah like you can't like talk to people at a bar or something so I think like as well it just kind of like gives you that bit more of an in mm. I remember I went to um Oktoberfest in Munich yeah I've been there for few times fortunately i've been very lucky um and the titans have been there like the first time i went there i didn't know i didn't i didn't know any german like i was very not i wouldn't say rude but i had been to a lot of countries in a small amount of time and just yeah yeah i wasn't doing it that way but when i went that when i've been there next couple of times i actually tried to learn a few th- phrases obviously yeah. beer related um so obviously. i could actually <clears throat> excuse me communicate better with people around yeah. me and also with like the crowd around me as well so um highly recommend it yeah for sure oh something like that would be so fun yeah it was really good. yeah <laughs> i recommend going just going there in general <laughs> yeah all right i'm in let's go no let's time. take this podcast on the road <laughs> oh man could you imagine um oh. So I think what we are generally saying is that you should learn, you should learn enough to be yeah. um, functional. Sociable. Yeah, functional yeah. and sociable I think is a good way. And, yeah. And safe I think is a good way. Of yeah. I also, before we wrap up, I think this is the only podcast where we've like encouraged phone use. <laughs> like like yeah. get your phone out and help with translate. Like, this is... Whip it out this time. Yeah. Put it away all other times, but yeah. I could, Use your yeah. phone. Very true. <laughs> um, this is the only time that we'll be accepting of phone use. Yeah. Because every other Otherwise, time it's rude. you know our rules. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyway, well done. Look at us go. Thriving yeah. yet again. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. If you have any questions, thoughts, um, any like handy travel tips or anything like yeah. that, let us know. Otherwise... Have a lovely day, evening, morning, week, (laughs) and we'll catch you same time, same place next week. Okay. Bye. Bye. Okay.